Hi, I'm Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. Today, we are so excited to be joined by Serena Johnson, who is the founder of Ladies Who Do Cool Shit. Um, how are you doing, Serena? I'm doing very well. How are you, ladies? Great. We're so excited <laughs> to have you. We're very excited to talk to you and get to know a little bit about your journey and the amazing wellness tips you have for our listeners. I'm super excited to be here and talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So I know that the name of your podcast is very uh, cool and interesting and provocative. <laughs> so could you tell us a little bit about what is Ladies Who Do Cool Shit? Yeah, totally. So Ladies Who Do Cool Shit is um, primarily a platform for women to come together uh, and just figure out their career shit. Like, the, you know, we spend so much time of our life working and I wanted a community where women could come and find and find like help fig and support figuring out what they wanted to do. So there's like three ways they can do this. If you're based in Los Angeles, I host meetups at my house twice a month where women come together and we celebrate our achievements and like our and celebrate and like set goals for the future. I have my podcast <laughs> where you can hear stories of women on their career journeys. And then I also do private career coaching, um, specifically helping women navigate career transitions. So it's just like this place for um, women to find support in that because it's it's harder than we, I feel like most people think it is like <laughs> to, yeah. to make mm -hmm. career moves and transitions. So totally. And I would imagine that hearing stories about how other people uh, have done that or uh, have made their way through those navigations or ways that people have started their own thing or made their own path or journey probably helps to inspire a lot of other people. Have you seen that be the case so far? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Like I, I mean, basically the podcast came out of the idea because I was listening to how I built this, which I love. It's such a good, and it's super inspirational, mm -hmm. but I also was like, I want to hear stories of women who are in the thick of it because it's really hard when you are, you know, five email, like, you know, five rejection emails deep and like, aren't making money and just like frustrated and <laughs> with things around you to hear people talk about like these businesses they've built and these careers that they've had and like and they you know have sold their company for two billion dollars and you're like this I cannot relate to this <laughs> so I wanted something that um, women could relate to um, and for any different industry so whether you're pivoting whether you're you know are on like the the like the school path the it just it, there's so many stories out there and I just wanted to amplify um, all of those voices I find it super inspirational listening to your podcast because, you know, Katina and I, obviously we've started Worker Being, so we're entrepreneurs and trying to figure out that journey and what that looks like. And um, I do think it's really interesting to hear other people's stories because you're right, listening to some of those more aspirational stories are great, but a lot of times I'm like, okay, well, you haven't really talked about how you got from the very beginning to where you are today. Um, they might talk about it briefly, but we don't get like the, the deep stories. And I think some of the people that you feature have really interesting stories and it feels more um, relatable in terms of, you know, what we're going through and what we see because, you know, we may have gone through some of those challenges and, and relate. And the other times we're like, oh, that might come up for us. And we're really curious to hear what people do. Yeah, totally. And I feel like there's, I mean, you nailed it. Like, 
there is that like portion of time when you're starting something versus like mid-career or like kind of like, okay, I'm making money at this or like I'm trying to find this career transition that just nobody talks about because they all want to get to like the end goal when they have this like large company. Like they want to get to like, oh, and then we like sold it. And like, what was the process of trying to sell your baby and things like that? And <laughs> I want to know about, and they, they touch on the hard nights, but it's, there's almost like a disconnect because it, it was so far away. And like, I believe that they struggled and were like had these like you know staying up all night crying and failures and just like we all go through but I really wanted to have a voice for women to like that who are going through it now who can be like oh she's like I can literally follow her follow her on Instagram she's a real person (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and I think especially for women too there are so many standards for just everything having to be just so you know like you have to have really great career goals and you really have to have like a perfect family that you can send like the beautiful, you know, holiday card of every Uh year. And you have to, you know, have a nice house that's well, uh, well decorated and clean and like all this stuff that, you know, women are held accountable for. And I think that, you know, it can be really nice to recognize that a, that doesn't just happen and B it, is not reality and see there are a lot of people that help people to get to the point that they uh, are there. And sometimes I think once you're at that point where you feel like, you know, you're in, in a place that you're happy with, it can be easy to look back and forget like all the little things that happen to get you where you are. Um, And so it's nice to talk to people who are on their way because it's still top of mind. And I think, you know, might be relieving for a lot of women who are just kind of looking at all these different aspects and thinking, how am I going to do all this? Yeah, a hundred percent. And like, I've had friends who text me who are just like, I've, you know, I've, I'm so inspired by the fact that like, these women are doing this and figuring it out and it makes me feel less alone because a lot of I came from an arts background so a lot of the women I've been interviewing are just like honestly from my immediate circle and so they we were primarily art like were artists at one point who have come out like done other things that not all my guests but a lot of them are and it's been really interesting to see how you know there's so many shifts in our careers and like how I guess like how everyone does it. Everyone pivots their careers. I feel like so often, especially in this day and age, like when I think that there, I read something that like, we're going to have like seven or eight different career, career shifts in our lives, you know, whatever that is. And so for people to be so scared of them and to not know how to embrace them and deal with, you know, all the emotions that come up with it, it's really interesting. So I'm, I'm super happy to have such diverse stories on my podcast that showcase, like, you literally can do whatever you want. (laughs) It's a little hard work and, you know, but like making a change is normal and totally like, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. So embrace the change, you know? From your change and then from all the people that you've spoken to, is there a theme? Have you learned anything that maybe our listeners can think about in terms of taking care of themselves emotionally um, Mm. as they're going through a transition? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, I feel like there's so much I could say on that. Um, One theme I think is just really being true to yourself. Like really, not not like, like you said, like what Instagram or your parents or um, or what uh, outside pressure is telling you, but like really get clear about what you want, um, and use that as a guide to, to, to navigate your transition because we all 
know deep down inside what we want. And if you start feeding that and leaning into that, you're just so much happier and healthier with your choices. You know, like if if you don't want to commute an hour, don't take the job that makes you commute an hour. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like I just feel like it's such a basic – it seems so simple, but it's so hard to do um, to really get clear about what you actually want in your life and going for that. Um, and also just be kind to yourself. I think mindset is so, so important. And whenever you're making a career transition, like your mind can be a really messy place and it's probably the thing that beats you up the most. So be kind to yourself because it's it's hard. It's really hard and it's easy to get in your head about it. Yeah. I like that idea of sort of taking the time to allow yourself to get there. I think um, especially if you're a person who considers themselves like a high achiever, you want to be able to, you know, make an impact right away. You're really passionate or motivated about what you're doing. Like all of those things I think can really like start to weigh on you if you're feeling like things aren't happening as quickly as you want. And I think that, you know, when people sort of, even when people tell their narratives back, it's like, this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened, because people are trying to make the story succinct, succinct so that people can get the gist. But it also gets rid of a lot of important, like, downtime, waiting time, you know, things like that, that uh, it didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen fast. And so kind of allowing people to feel okay with that, that this is going to take time, but it'll be worth it, I think is really important. Oh, my God. Patience. I hate that saying patience is a virtue. It is not my virtue (laughs) at all. The amount of pressure, like, you know, it's (laughs) going, moving slowly is not, is something that's, it's so hard to do. Yeah. (laughs) I would like, yeah, I'm an immediate person. That's something I struggle with on a regular basis. I was like, why is is my client list full? Like right now I posted this yesterday, you know, and as somebody (laughs) who's like, uh, I'm I'm very immediate in my action. So it's that that has been super interesting. Um, and I know a lot of people like that. Definitely a learning for us too. I think um, especially when we first started worker being Katina and I also were very antsy and we still are. I can't say that we're we're not, but um, Oh, it never goes away, right? You're like, yeah. why is this perfect? <laughs> like why am I not like making my entire salary off. Like, it's like, it's very like, oh, why isn't this happening right now? Totally. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. And like knowing that it might take like three years, five years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is, is like, oh, okay. Well, yep. I'm here for it. Yeah. (laughs) It, it hurts for sure. But then I think it's good to listen to all those other stories about people that are doing the same thing and realizing how long it takes. Cause that gives you some comfort in that because yeah, I think we're very driven people and we're very focused on our end goals and it's hard to real, like really sit back and think, okay, you know, we have done a lot. A lot has been accomplished. Even if we're not at our final stage, like that's okay. The journey is part of this too. Um, and speaking of journeys, I want to hear a little bit about yours <laughs> and how you transitioned into, you know, everything that you're doing now um, from your previous life and why you made those decisions. Yeah, that has been an interesting journey for sure. Um, So I actually started out as an opera singer. Um, I wanted to sing opera since I was like 16. I was like a total theater nut and theater kid. And I got my degree in opera and it took me forever to get my degree. So I always say this because I want like people to know that like it took me eight and a half years to get my bachelor's because, you know, school's not my jam and I just wanted to sing. And so like I so by the time I graduated, 
um, with my BA, I was like 26. So I was like ready to be in the workforce. I realized after that eight and a half years that like singing was not something I wanted to do. Like being an artist, actually the lifestyle and what you had to do, what I had to do to become competitive was like no longer of interest to me. It wasn't something that was going to make me happy. Um, and that was a super interesting identity shift after being an opera singer for, you know, my, most of my late teen years and early twenties. Um, so then I went into arts administration cause I needed to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And I didn't want to be a bartender and a server anymore. So I went into arts administration and, you know, threw myself into that world. I joined a group called Emerging Arts Leaders of Los Angeles and I found a paid internship, which turned into, you know, a full-time gig and, fundraising was the thing that I really resonated with because I'm a big people person. I love talking with them. And that's kind of a huge part of what fundraising is. So I started doing that and did that for about six years. Um, and last August, I left my full-time job um, because I, I had reached a point where I was something called a major gifts officer. And the next kind of path was either to continue being a major gifts officer and just work for larger size organizations because I worked for a very small one and kind of that was that career trajectory and I I have applied for like six jobs got to the final for like a couple of them got called back for interviews for a whole bunch of them and I'm really good at interviewing and I wasn't getting any of these jobs and I was like what is going on <laughs> like I am yeah. usually really good <laughs> at this and I realized like my heart wasn't in it like the things I was going to have to do to become a six-figure like major gift officer. I just I just didn't want that lifestyle and I really started thinking about um during this entire process which was like a year like what do I want to do with my life? Like who what are the things that I enjoy doing and what still what do I get excited about? And I realized that it wasn't the job itself, like there were aspects of the job, but really what I love was professional development. Like I love professional development. I love mentors. I have always had a mentor, even when I was an opera singer. Like I always, I was like that person that made friends with my teachers um, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I just like wanted to like pick their brain in a professional manner. And like, <laughs> um, and so I just, yeah, I just really, I realized that with Emerging Arts Leaders, which was a professional or is a professional development and networking volunteer organization. And I ran that as a volunteer and I'm on the advisory board and now I'm a mentor for their protege program. And like, it just, it made a lot of sense. Um, and I kept trying to get into that industry in different ways in the nonprofit sector. But I realized like, I don't like working for people. I'm not great at working for people. <laughs> so mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, I, thought about it and thought, well, maybe I'll freelance and I'll figure this out. So I quit my full-time job, got a part-time job as a development director, had a super toxic boss. And after two months, I was like, and I'm done. I'm just going to figure this out. Um, and Ladies Who Do Cool Shit was the kind of the, the end of that journey of me putting together all the things I know I'm good at, the things I'm passionate about, the skills that um, I wanted to leverage on a day-to-day -day basis. And, uh, and yeah, and that's how, that's how I came into that. And the name ladies who do cool shit actually came about because one, one of the most important things was that I got to be myself and I am a very loud, um, I, I don't want to say abrasive, but yeah, abrasive female <laughs> who is, you know, kind of in your face and you kind of are like, I'm a, I'm a 
love, love, like lover or hater type of person. And I wanted a brand that expressed that, you know, the type of energy I have. And so I cuss a lot. I say profane, you know, I, um, I have tattoos and like a crazy hairstyle. So I was like, ah, like ladies who do cool shit actually came about over a martini before an opera with my boyfriend and one of my friends. Because I tried to have a different podcast name, and I didn't realize that Lady Boss or Boss Girl was like Girl Boss. I think it was yep. Boss Girl. That's that brand, right? I forget. But I, I wanted Girl, Girl Boss. Boss. Yeah, and I wanted something like Lady Boss podcast. I wanted. I knew I wanted to interview women on their career journeys. And an Uber driver was like, "Isn't there something called Girl <laughs> Boss?" And I felt like everything was shattered. And so I remember I was like, "No," oh. I was complaining, and I was like, "We had like a martini in," and I was like, "All I want to do is talk to ladies who do cool shit. How hard is that?" And my friend Sean <laughs> turned to me and was like, "I think that's your. I think that's the name." And I was like, "Is it the name?" And I just kind of sat on it for a month and I was like, yeah, I think that's the name. Um, and then I actually, that was that's just supposed awesome. to be a podcast and I incorporated everything else because I was already career coaching and I also had this meetup and I just put it all in one brand because it just, it's everything that I love doing. Together. It all fits together. Women can come and, and participate in any aspect that they like. And, um, and yeah, it's actually helped my career coaching a lot because women automatically identify with that that brand. So That's it's been awesome. super cool. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. I <laughs> could like not be happier. About the different, so different, you know, trials and tribulations That's of trying to come up with what you want your path to be. And really that like internal kind of soul searching that you had to do to figure out, you know, what is it that you actually like doing and sort of sitting back and starting from scratch and saying, okay, I know that this isn't necessarily the path that I thought isn't necessarily the path that I'm going to take, but what do I want the path to look like? And being really deliberate about that, I think is really cool and a good yes. takeaway for folks to sort of try to do that um, in their uh, daily lives as well, to sort of take some time to step back and say, okay, where am I? Where do I want to be? Am I actually leveraging what I'm good at? Um, is there a way that I could incorporate more of what I'm passionate about into my work? You know, maybe if it's not as you know, dramatic a shift, it could even just be, you know, more minor things. Like how do I get more of what I love doing into my daily work life? Um, so speaking of all of that, you know, how do you, uh, so you're doing all of this stuff, you're, you're really passionate about it, but it does take a lot of work to start a new venture as we were just discussing. So do you have any tips about how you maintain your own wellness or things that you do to make sure that, uh, you're taking care of yourself in this journey? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I actually take weekends and I don't usually work at night. Like I work at, um, which might sound like, duh, if you have a nine to five, that might be easier. But I think the entrepreneur, like the solopreneur kind of <laughs> field is very like hustle till you die. You know, like if you're not pouring every <laughs> single thing into it, then you are not working hard enough. And I don't subscribe to that. Let's be real. Like the main reason I work from home and I started my thing is because I don't want to work. 24 hours. And like I, and you know, my partner and I talk about this a lot and like, you know, we're both mm -hmm. people who like, we want to enjoy our life. <laughs> so, um, I really deliberately take weekends. I mean, obviously there's, there's, this, there's the cases where I work at night. Like my clients, um, my clients are usually have a nine to five. So I work early mornings sometimes and I work nights and I might take some time on the weekend to work with a client if that's the only time that she has available. But I make sure mm -hmm. I, I make that up in the week. So I'm not working 24 seven. Um, I'm really deliberate mm -hmm. with my choices and the extra projects I take on. 
So like for, and also for example, like I'm, I'm really conscious about um, if something isn't working anymore, figure out why and see if it's still necessary. Just because I started something and just because like my podcast was supposed to be weekly and I was realizing how draining it was trying to do a podcast um, every single week. And I just don't have the resources Mm -hmm. to do it every week anymore. So now I do it every other week and that's okay. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. Um, nothing is going to suffer because of that. So just allowing myself to, to have space for me. Um, I mean, I'm still, I'm still trying to like figure out like working out and like bringing those things into my life. Um, but yeah, just, just being really honest with how I want to work and like what fuels me and, and how I have the most energy and like honoring that first and then having the work come through after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's um, a really great tip, just being honest with yourself and honest with the time that you want to spend where and how. Um, Obviously, if you're working for somebody else, you might have less flexibility in that, but still trying to set up those boundaries is really important. Oh, Uh, We talk about that all the time. Because if you're you're working for someone else, like you can still set boundaries and you can still, you know, like, and if they're not honoring those boundaries, then maybe it's time you think about finding a new place that actually fits the lifestyle. You know, I always say this to my clients and it's kind of like my, I guess my manifesto, I don't know, my mantra, I don't know. <laughs> find a career, mm-hmm. like find a career that fits you and your life. Don't fit yourself into a career because when you fit yourself into a career, you're going to have, you're going to end up with burnout. You're going to end up being exhausted. You're going to end up doing things that don't actually like fuel you. You know, I think we have this thing that you have to be super passionate about your work. And like, if you're not doing the thing that you love constantly, then, then, you know, clearly you're not in the right path. But I, I think it's more just about finding work that, that adds to your life and works with what you actually want your life to live, to look like, rather than you like mm-hmm. fitting yourself into yeah. somebody's need, what they need, you know? And sometimes that means going it's a lot of trial and error it's a lot of like figuring out what you like and what you don't like it's not like a quick fix but it take you know it took me what how long to get to this point um so and it really like defining your values that's I don't that's that's at the basis of how my coaching and like where we come from because it's it's I think I I truly believe that it it makes the difference yeah we've talked before um in our (laughs) podcast about how some people are really uh driven by purpose and meaning on the job and other folks like that you know some people really like feel like they need to have a calling and other folks might not feel that the actual content of their job needs to uh be the thing that drives them it could be that their job is, you know, very flexible and, uh, you know, maybe they like the fact that they don't have a lot of work demands and so they can spend more time doing things that they uh, really want to do. So I think you're right. It's not just about like, oh, a one size fits all for everybody. It's like really taking stock of what works for you and what you want to prioritize and then finding a way to make your work fit that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I, I, I 1000% agree. Cause I think it's it, each of us are <laughs> our own unique butterflies or whatever, <laughs> you know, unique <laughs> versions of ourselves. And so to really lean in heavily to like what you actually want in life, like if that's working four days a week, you know, or part time and you can financially afford that and that serves your purpose, then 
awesome. And if it means working remotely 24 hours a day in like, or like in the middle of nowhere where, you know, in the woods, then go live (laughs) that life. Like if you don't want to be around people, then don't be around people. Like don't try and fit into whatever version of whatever you think society is telling you to be in because that's like totally fun for anyone (laughs) to be real (laughs) no one wants that like you're miserable then people around you are miserable just like you know you do you (laughs) well thank you so much is there anything else that you think our listeners should know before we uh sign off here yeah no I mean you can find me at www.ladiesudocoolshit.com and like all the stuff is there if they want to join the podcast subscribe to the podcast or like are actually interested in a career transition and are like I need help I don't know what to do with my life I'm like just like girl I got you don't worry it'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) let's figure it out um yeah and if you're in Los Angeles (laughs) and want to come to my meetups like hit me up I would love it (laughs) awesome Perfect. Yes. We'll link to everything in the show notes so everyone can find you. Thank you you so much for sharing your story. I think it's really relatable to a lot of people. And, you know, a lot of the points you talked about are things you talked about that are based in research too. So glad that it all fabulously aligns. Um, Thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it. Of course. Thank you guys. We were so happy to have Serena on the show today. She is an awesome person. And if you want any more information on her, you can find it all in the show notes. We've got all the links. Um, Listen to our podcast, Ladies Who Do Cool Shit. It's a really fun and motivating and inspiring podcast. And we really recommend it for everyone to listen. Um, If you want to reach out to us, you can always find us on social media at WorkerBeing. You can email us at WorkerBeing at gmail.com. And you can find us on our website at workerbeing.com. Thanks for listening. The Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabara and Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson. Mm-hmm.